Hello and welcome to Ask a Belly Dancer. My name is Kat. I'm your host. Uh, what I do in my free time, if you are asking, which I'm sure you are, I run Tacoma Dance Studios in Tacoma, Washington. I also teach belly dance classes. I've been performing for many, many, many years. And I also run an online belly dance course called Online Belly Dancer. You can go to www.onlinebellydancer.com. That's www.onlinebellydancer.com to enroll in a beginning belly dance course today. It's totally at your pace and something that's very, very easy to follow. It's my pride and joy, so go enjoy it. All right, today I am so excited. I'm so thankful to get so many messages from you guys. And I know it's been a minute, but please feel free to email us if you have any questions. You can email us at askabellydancer at gmail.com. That's askabellydancer at gmail.com. We get a lot of really great emails and I'm so happy to get through as many as I can uh, here. So please, please send us more. We want to hear from you. Today, we're going to definitely focus on, it looks like things that are a little bit more um, technical than ethereal. <laughs> that might not be the word I'm looking for, but it's the one we're going to use today. So here we go. Here's the first question. My question is in regards to producing a show. I have produced small shows at a local coffee show, free entry, and just all around fun. But I would like to put on a bigger show in my community, but I am unsure where to begin, how to get people involved, and how to get people to come watch. Uh, she talks a little bit about the success um, of some of the shows that I put on and says thanks. Well, hey, I think this is a great question and something that I like to talk about a lot. So if you don't know, I run uh, a few shows. I run a monthly show, which is a Hofla style show. It's free, family friendly, and is done in a public venue. That show has been running for four and a half years. I'm very proud of it. Uh, that's called the Tacoma Belly Dance Review. If you've ever been, if you're not a Tacoma local, then I, you know, come hang out or something. It'd be kind of fun to have you come out just for a little show. Uh, I also run larger shows. So a couple years ago, I started doing themed shows uh, just for pure fun and curiosity. And that really caught on. And I've continued to run a four-year horror-themed belly dance show <laughs> that has been uberly successful. Uh, yes, you heard all of those words correctly, a horror-themed belly dance show. It has been a blast. I don't know what to tell you other than um, at our highest, we hit about 450 guests coming to the show, which is pretty incredible. So I do have some advice when it comes to producing your own show, whether it's a small show or something that's a little bit larger on scale. I will say do start out small um, in the same way that when you're eating food, uh, don't take the biggest, most ridiculous bite. You're going to choke. <laughs> and it's the same case here. Uh, start out with something small and manageable, like a small community show. Keep expectations low. If you're looking to do something a little bit larger scale, is the most important thing you can really do is understand what your cash flow is, understand what your overhead is going to be, um, and then just make sure you have the capital. So all of those words, let's talk about what they mean. So when I talk about capital, I'm talking about money, how much money you have available to spend. 
when I'm talking about overhead, I'm talking about the base costs to run your event. So not paying yourself, um, not you know diving in and getting extra fun things. I'm talking about the base costs of the show and cash flow. So cash flow is knowing when your money is coming in and where it's going. Um, this is really, really easy. And honestly, if you're running any belly dance business, I do recommend taking a look at a cash flow. We're not going to get in today, but if you go onto Google right now and you type in cash flow example, you will be inundated with options to check it out. So when you are starting your event, know how much you are willing to spend. Uh, know what your overhead is going to be and how much capital you have. So for example, let's say I want to run a show. I've never done it before. I don't know if I'm going to have an audience or, enough, or not. I need to know that I can have $2,000, $3,000, whatever it is, saved up so that I can pay the venue, pay my performers, pay whoever else is helping me with this process without going bankrupt. The last thing you want to do is promise to pay people and then be unable <laughs> to. That is really, really awkward and not a lot of fun. And you really don't want to be known as the producer who didn't pay people. If this is something that kind of scares you, um, it should. It is really scary to know that you could lose a lot of money and there's nothing you can do about it. But keep in mind that you have people and resources there to help you. When I'm choosing casts for show, I really think about are these people people that I want to work with, that I can trust, and I know will do the jobs that I ask them. So for example, for performers, I'm really looking for people who can promote well, have a small fan base, or at least know how to invite people and get excitement around the show. That is number one, because if they can get butts in seats, they are way more valuable than a extremely talented dancer who has n absolutely no tickets sold. That is not as important to me. So in short, to wrap up that beginning section is know how much money you have, how much money you want to spend, and make sure it is saved away even if everything fails. The second half of that is bring people on who you can trust and know will do the job. My third and last little piece of advice is write everything out. Make a plan. And that's not just, oh, I want to I wanna have intermission at this time and I want to have it at this venue. No, no. I'm talking about a marketing plan. What are you going to do? Who's going to do it? When are you going to do it? These are all little things that are really easily overlooked, but in the planning process of the event, you can save yourself a ton of trouble and a ton of heartache by just having everything written out and planned so that you know what you need to be doing every week. It's not going to be this struggle where you're running around and unsure, oh my gosh, I didn't post posters, I should have done that two weeks ago, now we're almost at showtime. Don't be that person. Plan it out, as my father <laughs> used to say, Prior planning prevents poor performance. Event creation can be really scary, especially when you're using a concept or doing something that feels out of the box. As somebody who put on a horror-themed belly dance show <laughs> and ran it successfully, I can promise you that these weird ideas do sell. Now, let's say you want to do a traditional show with um, you know, a live Arabic band. That has an audience, too. Think 
of how you can expand your audience. Do not rely on the community that you already have to show up to your show, okay? You want new people who have not experienced what you've already offered, right? Because if everybody goes to the same events and we see everybody a thousand times, what value is there in that? There's nothing wrong with those things. I love going and seeing the same people that I've seen every year over and over and over again. I like seeing my friends perform. However, if you are selling a show, you really want to provide a different experience to new people. So don't count on your community to put uh, butts in seats. They'll come if they want to, right? Like you're, you don't need to sell tickets to them. Who you need to be selling tickets to is the people who've never experienced this before. So think about what other audiences might be interested in what you're offering, whether it's just a regular old belly dance show, um, whether it's something that's themed, whether it's an art variety show, um, which is something I'm putting on coming up here soon, September 14th in Tacoma, Washington, 8-bit, a night of video game variety. No plug, no shame. <laughs> um, just think of a way you can reach another audience or an audience that's been untapped. And, you know, think about catering the event to them a little bit, right? For example, when I did the horror theme belly dance show, I made sure that the experience was fun for horror fans. They don't know what a shimmy is. <laughs> they don't know what an undulation is. They don't see it as impressive, impressive if you do a belly roll on top of a shimmy. They just think it's cool. You know, so don't get caught up in those details of, you know, satiating and satisfying your community. Think about how you can reach out to a community that's been um, under-delivered of the type of art that you're interested in showing. Does that make sense? That was an awesome question. I probably could go on for another three hours, but I wanted to keep it extremely brief. There probably, probably will be a day that I decide to just do a whole podcast just on shows and show creation. If that's something you're interested in, please just, you know, shoot me an email, uh, reach out. I'd love to hear from you. It's so wonderful to get so many emails from you guys. So really great. All right. For our next question, um, this one's pretty quick. So I'm going to go ahead and just pop it in here is any tips for cleaning costumes? Do you generally dry clean or spot clean? So this is going to be dependent on what type of costume you have. Um, if you're a pretty traditional cabaret dancer, then you probably have heavily beaded and, um, and rusted, rustable, is that a word? <laughs> uh, rustable costumes which means that getting them wet sometimes cannot be the safest thing, uh, especially for long beads. If they're wet and they're hanging, they can pull and lengthen the thread, which weakens it over time. So there's a couple ways that I clean my costumes. The number one easiest way, and this is really only for costumes that I've just sweated in. This is not for specific spots or you know dirt on the bottom of things is I take a spray bottle, I fill it halfway with water, and then the remainder with some cheap vodka. And I give it a quick shake and I spray my costumes pretty heavily. What this does is the alcohol is going to help cleanse the costume and help uh, remove some odors, you know, your sweat, the grossness that is, you know, your sweat plus a hookah lounge, not a great combo if you ask me. And you're going to just uh, soak it down and then let it air dry in a well-circulated area. 
do not <laughs> wear the costume right after spraying. You're going to smell like you have an alcohol problem. Trust me, the, the, the smell of the alcohol will wear away um, with the air drying process. So that's one of my favorite things to do. I try to keep my costumes in well-ventilated storage bins. So what I used to do, and I regret doing this, is I'd put them in little shoe boxes, clear plastic shoebox bins. And I'd close the top, which means that they wouldn't be getting any circulation and they just sit there. Um, I learned my lesson and took the tops off. Now they can circulate. What other people do is they store them in, in bags, cotton bags, pillowcases, anything that's just a little bit more breathable. That way these costumes can breathe. Please choose what's right for you. Just know that um, don't do what I did. <laughs> uh, putting them in, in plastic bins and then just hoping that'll work uh, just makes for a nice, sweaty, humid mess. In terms of spot cleaning, so for example, <laughs> I it was at one of my shows and a dancer had brought beautiful, silky, white, metallic double veils. Absolutely luscious. And she was doing her, her routine. And it just so happened to be the second, third? I believe it was the second birthday of our show. So we had purchased chocolate cake to celebrate. Um, you can already probably see where this is going. So she enters really stunningly and through the audience. And one of her white veils just happens to go right through the chocolate cake. I'll let you all just scream internally <laughs> for a moment here. Uh, not fun. So what you do in those situations is you are able to spot clean with a toothbrush and some detergent, um, something that's going to be nice and delicate that's not going to wreck everything. For the most part, you know, especially with costumes, you're not e eating in them. Um, so it's really not a concern of like, oh, I got food on like the middle of the beaded part. That just really isn't happening. Um, you're more concerned about the bottom of your costume. You know, if something slides through, you know, or if you put your veil in chocolate cake, which happens, um, you just simply use a, a toothbrush and very gently clean the area. There might be times where that does not come out and that happens and that really honestly sucks, um, but you do what you can. I know I have some costumes that have some small staining from previous owners. For the most part, it's not noticeable, but it does bug me. I love this question and I wanted to end with this one today. And the question was, what do you think about right before going on stage? What goes on in your head? Uh, <laughs> so it really depends on the event for me um, or what the importance of the show. And that sounds awful. Like I don't take importance into every performance that I do. And that's not true. I do. But if I'm performing for a big one-time event, you better believe I am in my own head preparing mentally. Um, so for example, for some of the big shows we do, I will seclude myself and just try to step into character, if that makes any sense. Um, for anybody who's done any acting, you know, that moment before stepping out on stage is really important to help embody the character that you're trying to represent. And you know what? That character might be kind of you. <laughs> And that's okay. But taking a moment to blend in and get yourself in the right headspace is what I do for bigger shows. For smaller events or um, restaurant shows, the 
favorite thing I do is I get really excited. I jump up and down. I get my adrenaline going so that I can burst out and just, you know, really uh, exude kind of a party vibe. <laughs> this definitely does not work for everybody. Um, this method can stress people out greatly or exhaust them early. So I do not recommend this for everybody. But if you're like me and just a full-blown Aries at all times, <laughs> then uh, jumping up and down and getting all excited and hyped up before a show is one of my favorite things to do. If you struggle with nerves and and you just get really stressed before a show or you get nervous, there are many things you can do to calm yourself down and, and walk out confidently. And one of my favorite things to do is I just relive the performance or choreography or the song in my head. So let's say I'm really nervous. Um, I'm going to just think about what I'm going to do ahead of time and just see it happen in my head before I go and perform it. That way, at least mentally, I feel like I've prepared and I have a roadmap that I can follow. I've envisioned what I want to do and I have a sense of clarity and calmness from that moment. Some people prefer some meditating, um, a little prayer beforehand. Uh, whatever works for you really is best for performing. Um, and again, if you're somebody who just likes to get really excited before shows, do the jumping up and down method. That's fun too. Give it a try. See what results it does. You never know. Okay, I lied. We're going to do one more because it's also related to costumes. So let's go ahead and add this in. So this wonderful person asks, next question is, where do you suggest to look for costumes? Websites, stores, etc." I loved everyone's costumes last night at the review. Oh, thank you for coming. And I still haven't found one that is calling to me. Ooh, thank you for writing in. That's a wonderful question. So when I first started, um, costumes were available online, but not in the way that they are these days. If you are a dancer in this day and age, you are extremely lucky because all different types sizes, shapes, and options are available to you thanks to the internet. So there's a couple places that you can go. Um, I definitely have some opinions on some of these places, so please <laughs> do not let my opinion necessarily sway you of what you think is a, a good choice for you. Take a look, think about it beforehand. So if I'm looking for a beginning level costume or a costume that is more cost effective to me, I look into my immediate peer group, right? That way I can maybe see if somebody's selling a costume secondhand, uh, I hope, um, and that way I can maybe try it on at the next event I see. So I start looking locally. Um, I ask around to friends, is anybody selling anything? Um, I look at the collection I currently have and say, hey, has anybody got anything in green? I don't have any green. Or maybe I'm feeling like a red costume. The next place I'll look is uh, a couple of Facebook groups, actually. And there's so many, so please uh, do not get overwhelmed. <laughs> One of the more popular ones is called the Facebook Swap, excuse me, the Facebook Belly Dance Swap Meet. Yes, that's the correct one. Um, people just post their costumes for sale there, and they usually list measurements and a price and have a good amount of pictures and hopefully a video. And you can just sit there and scroll um, and look through all of the costumes that are available. 
Uh, because these are secondhand, generally the price is a little bit lower. However, um, quality may vary. <laughs> Uh, I say that because I have 100% been burned in the past with a costume that looked much better in picture than when I got it in person. It's like that old, uh, <laughs> that old. Uh, I saw it on what is it? I saw it on the internet and I tried it in person. And it was didn't look the same. Uh, what was it? That Netflix show that did the baking fails. That's kind of what can happen with belly dance costumes. If somebody is selling a costume for really really cheap, ask questions. Ask them to take detailed photos of the inside of the costume, the lining. Ask them to take detailed pictures of any damages. Just, you know, take a little extra time. And if they're unwilling to do these things, you know they're going to be lying to you. <laughs> you know you're going to get a, a costume that may be totally unwearable and you have no way of returning or getting your money back for. That being said, I found amazing gems on these Facebook online groups that I still have to this day and absolutely adore um, and just really were stellar finds in my size, which if you don't know, I am pretty tall. So finding costumes that are long enough are difficult. Besides the Facebook belly dance swap meet, there are actually multiple groups that are geared toward different body types. So for example, the petite belly dance costume swap, the curvy girl belly dance costume swap, the tall girl costume swap. There's really any body type. There's a group that have people that are actively selling their items that you can purchase. What a world we live in. This is one of the reasons I love the internet is the availability of options versus what we had previously where you'd go to a store or you go to a vendor table and just really hope that somebody had an option for you. And honestly, most of the time they didn't have that option. Another great way to get costuming is attending events. This is one of my favorites because you will almost always end up walking away with something that you adore. I kind of miss the lost art of going and searching through bins and looking at costumes in person. Unfortunately, that's dying a little bit uh, in our community, and I think there's many reasons for that. I think a lot of it has to do with online, uh, so it's a double-edged sword of having more availability but losing the in-person in touch and feel. Take a look at what local events are in your area and see if they have vendors, and just go look. There's no commitment to buy anything, even in these uh, like swap meets. Uh, so I host a, a yearly swap meet at my studio. A couple of other dancers in the area host swap meets. It's a great opportunity to look at costumes, try them on, uh, show off your haggling skills, uh, and again, check with your local community and see what's available. Now, depending on what type of dancer you are, this question is going to change, but there's always online stores as well for buying costumes online. So for example, there is bellydancestore.biz, dalal.com, uh, isisexchange.com. There is definitely a few. Now, <laughs> with all of those websites, there is always the possibility of um, things not coming as you thought they were. I think with bellydancestore.biz, it can sometimes be a little deceiving on what you receive. There are measurements um, posted on their website. I would recommend asking them to measure it again when you order it. Um, that being said, 
I've never had an issue. I've just heard of others having issues, so I felt like I needed to tell you. Generally, these websites, the three that I mentioned, all have pretty reasonable prices. They have designer names on there. I can tell you that Dalal is definitely on the higher end in terms of price, but you're going to get a very good quality item. And the lower pricing being Isis Exchange. The positive with Isis Exchange is, yes, it comes straight from Egypt. You're actually getting something that's a little more authentic, and it is custom-made if necessary. So if you need a different cup size, you need something that's a little bit more affordable, Isis Exchange can do that. Also, not sponsored by any of these people, but if they feel like they want to, I'm happy. <laughs> happy to do so. If you're looking on the tribal side of things, there's definitely, uh, honestly, more options for you just because you can really mix and match the items that you have. Um, one of my favorite places for more tribal items is Shiny, I'm going to so, me so mess up their name, too many S's, Shiny Squirrel Belly Dance. <laughs> Took a lot of effort, you don't understand. Uh, she makes wonderful pantaloons and skirts and all kinds of things that are really stunning. They're going to last you forever. Um, they're a little more expensive, but keep in mind this is items that you're going to keep forever. When you do spend a little bit more money, not always, but most of the time you're getting a higher quality product, and she just makes really lovely products. If you're just starting out and you're looking for something that's really price-friendly and something that's not necessarily a professional-level costume but can make do, there's a couple things you can do. So the first would be check out kind of the bigger box named Belly Dance online stores. So for example, bellydance.com, missbellydance.com. Both of these websites are incredibly inexpensive. They generally have some sort of discount code and they're honestly going to deliver exactly what you saw online. So there's really no question about what you're getting. I can say that for all of those websites, except Miss Belly Dance is a little bit better about it, is that their sizing does run smaller. So if you're looking for something to fit you a little bit better, you might have a harder time. That being said, there are definitely styles that you can use that are pretty universal, but just always check sizing. If you have any questions, email them and ask. They're usually really responsive with these things. If none of these options really spark any imagination for you, then maybe you're just an extra creative person. Making your own costume is a super legit way of making a costume that you're not going to only love just because it's exactly what you wanted, but on the other hand, you're going to love it because you spent so much time with it. So I've made a couple costumes in the past. I just draw up a design I like and I kind of whip it up. There's a couple online tutorials you can look at if you are unfamiliar with sewing or don't really understand that whole world. One of the best places is Sparkle Belly. She's an adorable dancer. She's a very smart woman on top of that and a smart businesswoman. She runs a wonderful website that gives tutorials on how to make different belly dance items all at home. Some of them are extremely easy, no-sew options. Others are a little bit more complicated, but she is a really great resource if you're looking to make your own costumes and you just, you don't have options online for you. My last recommendation is a dress, skirt, and top maker named Sakra. <laughs> she runs a company called Fearless Glamour. Uh, you can find her at fearlessglamour.com. She makes custom dresses and skirts and tops and is really willing to work with whatever size you provide her. Remember, these are custom made. They're affordable. They're easy to wear. All of my troupe is in Fearless Glamour costumes. 
we did a really cool thing where we all decided on one color, but everybody got to pick their own style of dresses that has a bra that peeks out. So we got troop bras and belts, but the skirt and the bodice and the sleeves were all their own choices. And it made for a beautiful set of costumes. I'm so happy that we have these. And again, you can find her at fearlessglamour.com. Highly recommend checking it out. All kinds of fabrics, things like that. Tell her uh, that I sent you. I would love that. I don't get anything from it, but (laughs) I would love to see her business expand and grow even more. All right. So that about wraps up the questions for today. Again, thank you guys so much for submitting so many wonderful questions. I'm trying to get as to as much as I can while keeping these episodes a little bit shorter. So please just keep sending those messages in. We love that. You can email us at askabellydancer at gmail.com. That's askabellydancer at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Instagram at tacoma.bellydance. That's at tacoma.bellydance. You can find us on Facebook under Ask a Belly Dancer Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye-bye.